Welcome to American Patchwork and Quilting Radio, your one stop for creative inspiration. We have a terrific hour of ideas and tips for you today, so let's get to it. Here's your host, Pat Sloan. Welcome to American Patchwork and Quilting's talk show. I'm Pat Sloan, and this is my year-end show where I do four segments, and I I'm the one talking, so it's chat with Pat today. Uh, each each segment has a little different uh, topic that I figured out. It would be fun to talk about. So this first one, I've got a couple of uh, sort of look back. If you haven't, you know, if you missed this, you're going to want to go and find it. Over at the Moda blog, uh, which is blog.modafabrics.com, in December, uh, there was an absolutely fabulous article by Lindsay McRae on the Welsh Quilt Center. And I have been so intrigued by this quilt center, and it's, she wrote a fabulous article. She had been there during vacation uh, in Wales, and it is in Lampeter. Uh, that's the town that it's in. One of the things I found interesting is that it was uh, developed and put together by a lady named uh, Jen Jones, who she is a collector of Welsh quilts and has been for 30 years, uh, came from Massachusetts. And so back... Um, at some point in the, in the early 70s, she became really excited about Welsh quilts and started collecting them. And so now there's a whole museum, the Welsh Quilt Center. And I'm going to link to the um, website, but it's easy. It's welshquilts.com. What I, what I love is that they have classes, they have the exhibits, and you can see, even though... I personally may never get to Wales. Uh, you can see a lot of the things that go on there. And like right now, they have uh, a class with Janet Bolton, who is a sort of minimalist, um, a primitive uh, applique designer that I've followed for years. And I'm like, oh, that's so exciting. I wish I could be there. But... Alas, I uh, can read about it, so that is always a good thing, and it gives you their exhibits and what's going on. The the one that she wrote about was mostly whole cloths. Uh, they were quilts done um, during 1921 to 1939. Uh, it was sort of an, a put on a program put on by the Rural Industrial Bureau to you know, help people make money, basically, and help them have a livelihood. She's got old pictures, she's got pictures from the show, lots of fabulous close-ups. So I'll link directly to that once you can, you can take a look at it. Now another uh, looking back is that you may have uh, missed a show or two of mine over, over this 2017. So I wanted to recap and just give you a handful of shows uh, that you can go back and look at that I particularly had fun doing. Um, so the first was on February 20th, 2017, where I had Felicia Breno, Kat Tucker, Brenda Ratliff, and Heather Valentine. One of the, they all were fabulous chats, a uh, variety of topics, but I wanted to highlight uh, talking to Kat Tucker, who is at Next Step Quilt Designs. She orchestrated a huge quilt along to celebrate Canada's 150th anniversary. And during this, she looked up 
all of these important women in Canadian history. And so each of the blocks were pretty much, um, you know, designed to celebrate those women, named for those women, and they were doing them in their their colors of red and white. It was totally glorious. Uh, there are There is a CD she has now so that if you wanted to go and get the blocks and make them. But I just loved that whole conversation about creating with a story because I just, stories are what makes quilting exciting for me, hearing about the stories. And also in that episode, Heather Valentine had some great family stories about her mother working for the Coates family as in Coates and Clark's thread. So that's also um, pretty, pretty neat to dive into. So I'll give you about four of these to uh, sort of catch up on. In July, I had, July 17th, I had Sue Marsh, Deborah Fisher, Annette Plong, and Matthew Broderick. Now, I had never had any of these guests on the show before, so they were all new. Uh, we, we talked about Fun and Whimsical with Sue Marsh, who like started her whole business on April Fool's Day. So, you know, I absolutely love that. I mean, what confidence. April Fool's Day, I'm going to start a brand new business. Uh, Deborah Fisher has a book. Uh, that she wrote called Quilt Giving, which are all projects that are easy to make to give. Um, and then she's very delightful. Uh, she's an artist. Uh, and her, her website is called Fish Museum and Circus. You know, th- it's just the names. The names, they're just incredible. I love them. Annette Plong is just a fabulous designer. She is into reproductions. Uh, she talked about how she took on the American Patchwork and Quilting's UFO Challenge this year for 2017, and she sewed along and finished UFOs. She's an author. Uh, her book is fantastic on blue and white quilts. But her photography, if you go to her website, which is petitequilts.com, you'll find all kinds of marvelous inspiration for um, just how to display your quilts. She does a lot of smaller quilts, and so she'll show you how she puts them together, like tutorials for tiny patchwork, which, you know, it has its own personality, tiny patchwork. You can't just sort of whip that together like the 12-inch blocks. So the little bitty pieces need some extra care. And and I really love... I'm... Even though I don't decorate in primitive and folk art now, I used to, and her... A home in in the folk art is absolutely gorgeous, and she mixes in other things, which I really like. It's not totally one kind of look, uh, and she sews with all kinds of fabric, like she's doing a Jen Kingwell fabric with these bright, happy fabrics um, that don't look anything like her traditional quilts, uh, which I just think is fantastic. That people don't get boxed into one place that they move around and if you have not met Matthew Broderick you just really need to listen to the show he is full of energy he is super creative he's been a creative person all his life so he tells you tells me a little bit about 
Um, some of the other things he's done, um, you know, he also uh, works in industry. He has an industry job, and he does all of his creativity things on the side as his uh, sort of second job. <laughs> and he raises a family, so, you know, he has a lot going on. But I love his work, and uh, he writes mostly, he does write a blog, but he does a lot of Instagram. So if you're on Instagram, you want to look for Mr. Domestic. Now, in September, uh, if you missed the show uh, September 18th, uh, it was fabulous. Fabulous for me personally. That's one of the things I'm sharing here are some of the shows that um, stick out in my mind for 2017. Uh, first, I had Sarah Gallegos on, who is a fellow Baby Lock um, ambassador and she does a lot of teaching and a lot of presentations but what we talked about was sergers and uh, how they can be used um, to actually make quilts because I'm just fascinated with that concept how do you do that I mean what does that look like and sergers are not really what I use normally but a lot of people own them and so I thought, well, you know, let's find out how. I uh, Actually, when I was talking about this then later on my Facebook group, uh, the quilt along with Pat Sloan, one of, one of the ladies told me that for charity quilts or things that they're doing where they don't really want to take the time to do traditional binding uh, at all, that they will just surge the edge. And these are just really sort of the charity quilts that are out there that they might give to the police department or the fire department to put in to give somebody who just needs, you know, needs something when they're picking them up. So that was that was a good idea. Then I had, I learned so much talking to Patricia Bellier, who is with uh, Okan Arts. She told me all about Japanese textiles called um, yukata, which was fascinating. I had no, I had no idea about that at all. And then here's the fun fact, which you don't. When we were at the um, trade show in October, I was trying to, you know, I always try to look for all the guests that I've talked to, as many as I can, to meet them in person. And I was at the Orville um, USA's 10th anniversary party. And yes, the dancing had started, and there I spot Patricia. So I ran over, and we had a little dance on the dance floor. So there you go. It's behind the scenes. So the last one I'll recap here, and then we'll take a break, is October 2nd, where I had Christy Coop, Sherry Noel, Audrey Wright, and Andrea Sang-Jackson. Now, one of the the things that's fun for me is to you know, sort of talk a whole realm of ideas. And Christy started Barn Quilts, which is a business, put a quilt on it to create more contemporary barn quilts that people can use inside or outside. And the material, she told me all about that. It's very, very cool. I love Sherry Noel's patterns, and so I was thrilled to be able to finally have a chance to talk to her about them and the design behind them. Uh, and she does like, you, you know, wool glove things. They're just really, really cool. Um, Audrey Wright is someone who has been in the business for a lot of years. Um, Making a Legacy is her company name, and you might know her for the potato bag pattern. And then I had a delightful time talking to Andrea. 
She told me all about her artist in residency at the Canadian Museum of Immigration at Pier 21, which was a fascinating process, a fascinating experience. It's like how lucky to be able to put together an exhibit where you build a quilt with museum um, guests, people who came to the museum. And she told me a little bit about the Immigration Museum and why it's important in her country and why people visit it. It's it's a highly visited museum for people to learn about their background and their history. So she is actually doing a whole quilt of that. And I will link over so you can watch the progress. I think it is probably... Um, soon to be done, uh, if not already. Uh, so um, we'll see what Andrea does with it. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back in a few minutes um, for American Patrick and Quilting's talk show. Choose from more than 100 of your favorite patterns from American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilts and More, and Quilt Sampler, all available online. Buy downloadable patterns today at apqshop.com. Hi, I'm Linda Augsburg, Executive Editor of American Patchwork and Quilting, and I'd like to invite you to join me in making pillowcases and creating smiles. For people who love to sew or quilt, it's so easy to lift spirits and bring smiles to hospitalized kids, homeless families, and others in need. Simply join American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine's One Million Pillowcase Challenge. Make one, two, or many more pillowcases and donate them in your local community. You'll create just as many smiles. Join the movement today. Find complete details, download free patterns, and record your donations online at allpeoplequilt.com backslash Million Pillowcases. Quilt along with us in 2016. Join our third annual quilt along by making a quilt, a one-block pillow, or all four projects featuring plus sign designs. Visit allpeoplequilt.com slash quiltalong for a list of participating bloggers and designers and to see photos of what staff members and other readers are sewing. Share your photos on social media using the hashtag APQQuiltAlong to join the fun. Follow American Patchwork and Quilting on Pinterest to find ideas for bags, baby projects, pillowcases, storage and organization, and more. Visit Pinterest.com backslash APQ Magazine to join the fun. Welcome back to American Patrickin's Quilting's Talk Show. I'm your host, Pat Sloan, and this is my year-end show where I'm just uh, sort of telling you about all different topics through the whole show. This segment, I'm going to talk about sew-alongs for 2018. I have them. American Patchwork and Quilting has them. I know there are probably a universe of sew-alongs that not only are planned already, but going forward, they'll pop up always fun. They're the best thing ever to sew along. So I, I'm just going to go through the ones that I have and then tell you the ones American Patchwork um, Magazine has because they're both, we both have lots of fun things and we both have lots of followers. So that means that we do a lot of different projects. It's not just one um, because, you know, not everybody will feel inclined to do that one. So we have a lot of different things. For me, I ran here in 2017 a weekly block uh, sew-along. I did two different quilts, the solstice, and then we just finished Grandma's Kitchen. So I announced on Saturday the 
2018, the first 2018 Wednesday block sew along, which is free, is called In the Summertime. It's going to be 20 blocks. They're they're easy. They're they're 12 inch blocks. No, these are nine inch blocks. Sorry, they're nine inch blocks. They were 12 inch this year. So it's going to be a lot of fun. A few less blocks, and uh, all the details are at I Love to Make Quilts. Uh, you can see in the summertime. I also do monthly uh, programs. The monthly programs are one block a month. And I've been doing the Orafil Designer of the Month program for, this will be my seventh year. And so I have 12 designers. I interview them. We have a theme. And this year it's black and white plus one color. And it's all being inspired by a place they've been or a place that inspires them. And so that is, and I just interviewed Katya Merrick, who is our January uh, person, so our January designer. So that is hosted over at the Orphil site, but everywhere that I, you know, tell you things, I always, uh, you know, list it. My other block of the month that I design and host and produce for uh, FreeQuiltPatterns.info is Let's Go Camping. Yay! Let's Go Camping. And I do that at blog.patsalon.com and Facebook and Instagram and all those places. But Let's Go Camping is, uh, it's nine blocks. Uh, there is a setting, so it runs for 10 months. So nine blocks in the setting. And I always, uh, for these bigger projects, give this setting uh, somewhere, you know, in the middle when it's my design. Uh, so that way you can get working on the setting. But Let's Go Camping, everybody is extra, extra excited about. I've been hearing some amazing stories, seeing some gorgeous glampers like now I want one I actually have room in my backyard I could tell the shipping department I need one there <laughs> we'll see how that goes um the other thing monthly that's going on my friends Amy Ellis and Heather Valentine created this really cool quilt to go with their brand new calendar called Heartland Heritage and so I'm going to be doing a block a month and uh that that'll just be fun I love supporting my friends when they have cool new projects now, Moda, who is makes this show possible for all of us, uh, always has been working with the Fat Quarter Shop uh, to do a charity project. Charity Fat Quarter Shop runs this, and Moda and the Fat Quarter Shop contribute uh, to the charity project, and then they put out patterns so you can sew along, make the charity quilt. It's called Clementine this year. And it's uh, really fun. It's big. It's got uh, sort of groups of the same block. It's really cool. It's a neat setting. But that is going to be uh, uh, supporting St. Jude's. And so I have been making a quilt to, with the pattern, but in totally different colors. Like, you can make it just like theirs, which is awesome, and uses Moda fabrics. But I always use some other um, Moda fabrics and make a totally different looking quilt. And then... That quilt, the Clementine, the original, is auctioned uh, at the end of the year f to support the charity. And then I've been donating my quilt to support the charity. And this year I'm going to use Kate Spain's um, Voyage fabric, which is got lovely. It's got some purples and pinks and teals. So cool. A little bit of orange splashed in there. And then, like, monthly there's always something else that fun comes up. You know, like, I've been ongoing with Moda's Will You Be My Neighbor House Blocks. You know, people have finished it, but people are just starting, and people got stalled, and, you know, mine's not done. So I just roll those out on the I Love to Make Quilt site. 
um, you know, maybe once a month, you know, here's, here's another one to do, but you can go there and, and, uh, see all about it. Two other, um, sort of bigger projects that will be ongoing. Uh, this is my ongoing grouping here in, in 2018 are to sew from my books. I have teach me books and, uh, for the first one we're going to sew from is teach me to machine quilt which uh, I am going to be quilting my grandma's kitchen quilt uh, in sections because, you know, that's a fairly big quilt, and a lot of people that's hard to sort of maneuver it through the machine. I'm going to concentrate on this quilt by using the walking foot section of my book. And so I'll be giving you assignments and whatnot and saying, you know, this is what I used. It's on page such and such. Uh, but the, the quilt is six rows, uh, Grandma's Kitchen, and, you know, horizontal rows. So I sewed them into three sections, the first two, the second two, the bottom two. Uh, and they're, so they're not as wide. They're still long, but they're not as wide. So they're easier to manipulate. Plus, when I join them, I don't have as many things, as many seams to cover. I'm only doing two long seams to join the three sections, right? Section one to section two, that's a seam. And then those go to section three. So there's just these three long seams that have to be covered on the back of the quilt, which is called quilt as you go. And so I'll show you one method for covering that seam. But basically you're machine quilting a long skinny quilt, and then you're going to put three long skinny quilts together and then bind it. If you happen to want to do a border, just think of borders as even skinnier long quilts. So like a side border would be, you know, you would just attach it just like you would attach the sections. So it's not complicated, but it gives us a chance to work uh, on quilting our own quilt. It's fun to do it together. Together, I'll be doing some things on Facebook and my um, in my Facebook group, Quilt Along with Pat Sloan, and uh, I might do some probably Facebook Live sew-alongs. I have to work on my schedule because I do have some travel. This will be over the next, um, we'll, we'll end in the end of January. So it'll go, you know, through till then. I'll quilt in your own grandma's kitchen. If you don't want to quilt that one, if you have some other smaller top or some other project that you want to pull out and do, that's perfectly fine. Because a lot of people have been sending their grandma kitchens off to um, be quilted already or don't want or want to do them as one full thing and so they're not working with that right now the other ongoing that i'll have and uh, uh later on in 2018 well not too late <laughs> is um a sort of skill building so basically taking my teach me to make my first quilt book which is a skill building book you know sort of a basic skill building and we'll work through that book uh so if you are just learning to quilt, uh, you want to teach somebody to quilt, or maybe you're self-taught, but you haven't really um, sort of picked up some of the basics or the jargon, uh, and this, this is the time that you can do that. So I might toss in a few other types of techniques that are not in the book as a bonus, um, just like I'm going to show you how to attach the quilt-as-you-go seam as a bonus. Uh, so we'll see, um, you know, what all we do. I'm sort of planning that out now. But it's from my book, Teach Me to Make My First Quilt. And I'll link uh, link over to that. 
Now, the American Patchwork and Quilting family of magazines, they have all kinds of fun stuff. This year was the UFO uh, Busting Challenge, which was a roaring success, if I could call it that. I mean, it was just mega successful. They have a Facebook group, uh, and in there, you can, um, there's like over 5,000 members who were finishing UFOs and sharing about them, which was so inspirational to see people finish. There's a UFO challenge chart, and I love, I'm like looking right now, and Alice has like the chart, it's all filled out, she's got great big done, she's got red unfinished, but I'm sure that, and she goes, needs borders, so she's documenting, you know, what she did, which is pretty cool. Also, the there's another one, who is this, Virginia also sharing, she's got the quilts, and she's got her UFO challenge page. Now, also, American Patchwork and Quilting, on their regular um, business page, if you go on the left side, or if you're on a phone or a, t- or a tablet, it'll probably be on the top, go to the video tab. When you go to the video tab, there's playlists, just like when you go to YouTube and you go to somebody's channel, they have playlists. So you can see the UFO challenges, the holiday crafternoons, um, other sew-alongs that they've done, other videos and tips and tricks. But the UFO challenge ones are really fun. So the um, the editors have been sewing in their studio sewing room. They have a studio sewing room, and you can get a chance to see what that looks like. I'm lucky enough to have visited the um, American Patchwork and Quilting offices and um, <clears throat> sat in the seats of the baby lock machines, um, been able to play around with the handy quilter, if you've not played around with a long arm, you know, definitely try one uh, at your local dealer or at a show. They're incredible fun. So the other big so long that American Patchwork um, magazine does every year is it's they're basically called their quilt along. Um, and it's based off of a theme and patterns that are in the issues. So the current issue that is on the um the, you know, in the stores right now has this fantastic quilt on the cover. And that, so you're getting like a sneak peek here because they haven't done all the formal announcement yet, but that quilt with the stars is the main, the bigger quilt uh, for the sew along. And it's done by Joe Kramer and Kelly Hankin of Joe's Country Junction, who are regular contributors to the magazine. And the theme, if you can't guess by now, is stars. And so there are other stars, uh, quilts. There's one free one, and then there's another that's a little more simple and might actually be the one that I do. So the next thing I have to do uh, is figure out what um, fabrics I want to use with it. So that's always the fun part. It's like, oh, I get to try something totally different for a sew-along like this because it doesn't have to be published. It's just fun for me to do. And the second um, the second pattern from the magazine is in the, uh, the spring issue of Quilts and More. So there's always one in American Patchwork issue and one in the Quilts and More issue. So just look for spring 2018. Now, the other thing I want to talk about today, which we're going to do next, is uh, one would be a big event that I was able to go to, and the other is I want to talk a little bit about some fun books that came out this year. So we'll be right back after the break to American Patrick and Quilting's talk show. Mm-hmm. 
Boost your sewing skills from start to finish with daily tips from the editors of American Patchwork and Quilting. Visit tips.allpeoplequilt.com for inspiration. Hi, I'm Linda Augsburg. Join me for a fun video series called Show Me How, brought to you by Baby Luck. Each month, I'll show you how to complete a simple project from start to finish. Learn new techniques, see tips, and sew a great project with me. Visit allpeoplequilt.com backslash videos to watch. Get two full years of American Patchwork and Quilting delivered right to your door for the price of one. That's a full year free. Every issue is packed with never-before-seen projects from top designers, detailed photography, complete materials lists, and easy-to-use pull-out patterns and quilting diagrams. Subscribe today at allpeoplequilt.com. Take an ultimate shop-hop tour of 11 top quilt shops. You'll find them all in the current issue of Quilt Sampler, available now at your local quilt shop or on newsstands. Welcome back to American Patchwork and Quilting's talk show. I'm your host, Pat Sloan. Let's talk books, 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 books. You know, I uh, am uh, in the media running this podcast, and so I do get a lot of um, releases. They're called media releases. I get things from all the book publishers, and so I do get a chance to see the books that are coming out, and that's how I find a lot of my guests for the show. But you also can uh, find that many of the publishers have awesome uh, sites where they have you know, blogs like Martingale does. They have uh, great searches on their websites. Um, I love the Lucky Spools and how their whole layout is. It's easy to find the new books always uh, first when you go to the book list. Plus, our friends at Moda do a regular series. It's called... I'm scrolling here. It's called Books. Hey, that's easy to know. Carrie Nelson does it. Books, a wish list. And they will share like the Moda designer books, such as um, Lynn Hagmeyer of Kansas Troubles just has a new book. And Joe Morton has a new book. But they'll also show patterns, uh, like Sassafras Lane has a new pattern, and they show that. And uh, the specialty magazines, like Simply Vintage, which is one of the, you know, one of the ones that comes out seasonal. Um, there's just all kinds of good stuff, and they show you, you know, what they are, what kind of the new things are, and tell you a little bit about them, uh, which I find, you know, really great, because the patterns are the ones that I don't always, you know, find out about what's new in patterns. But I want to tell you a few that came across uh, my desk uh, this year um, that I just thought were were really fabulous. At Martingale, there's an entire series called... Uh, the big, the big book, and it's compilations like the big book of baby quilts, of strip quilts, of Civil War quilts, of table toppers. I mean, they are fabulous, fabulous resources. I have some of my quilts, like I have a quilt in the one block quilts, uh, which is from my triangle book. Uh, so if you don't, you know, you obviously can't own every book in the world. So these are great because they're themed and they're they're brought in tight to a topic. I also like some of the books that have come out that are really focused on uh, color, like the blue and white, 
that have come out. Uh, Minnick and Simpson have a gorgeous uh, living with textiles, just beautiful. And the same thing with, um, you know, just color and technique that I love. There's some really great books on intuitive work. Uh, Jean Wells, who is absolutely fabulous, has a CNT book called Intuitive Color and Design. That's a pretty new book that's out this year. I, you know, I just think that those are so fascinating. They're things that are not necessarily, um, you know, traditional work, but really awesome to see of the process. Like Victoria Finley Wolf's uh, books, her newest one uh, has, a, you know, all of her sort of processes in it. But then she also uh, has patterns. So, you know, not some of the books don't necessarily have patterns, but a lot of most of them do, obviously. Um, like if you were looking for um, something blue, blues and tans, sort of, you know, very uh, reproduction like Annette's uh, Plog's book is really good with CNT called True Blue. Uh, another one that I talked to the, earlier this year was Jackie Gehrig and her walk book. And the walk book is about walking foot quilting, but taking it like to a massively other level of, um, I mean, she's like a researcher and a teacher and, uh, the detail in the book is really neat because it walks through the process. Walk, walk. Yeah. <laughs> With your walking foot, but it takes you through the process of going further than you might think, um, which is really nice to see. It's nice to be able to sort of follow somebody's thought process because she's laid it out really well. Amy Friend, my buddy Amy Friend, who's been on the show, uh, has two books on paper piecing. One is called Intentional Piecing and the other is Improv Piecing. And her designs are very creative, uh, incredibly unique uh, the the Lucky Spool books, a lot of the authors do their own photography, and so that's really cool to see. Uh, they're great photographers, and there's a lot of interesting layouts and uh, photo shoots in, in many of their books. So I just wanted to give you a, sort of a run-by of interesting books that are out there. Oh, one, a couple others that um, are are fun that I like because they're not, um, they're not traditional, you know, as sense of having patterns in them is Gwen Marston's book. And I interviewed Gwen earlier this year. It's a retrospect and of her work over all the years. And she told me in the interview we did earlier, earlier this year about how she had to curate that book, you know, basically figure out what was sort of the sequence of her quilts. How does she want to tell that story and put them in, in the book. Um, and then, you know, this year, if you weren't aware, we lost our friend Nancy Zeman, um, who just is, it's just heartbreaking. We don't have Nancy anymore. Um, but we have a book. Uh, and Nancy's written a lot of books, but she wrote a children's book called The Flying Sewing Machine. Uh, sewing is fun. It's, it's absolutely fabulous and one that, you know, it's just, everybody should read it. It's an incredible little story that um, 
sort of magical and wonderful and reminds us of Nancy and all of the things that she did uh, for for our industry, for the sewing industry, not just quilt making, but she did you know a lot in the sewing industry. So books are my favorite thing, and that's how I find a lot of the people that I interview for the show. So I, I'm always on the lookout, and if you have um, a you know an author that you know it doesn't have to be a new book. I don't have to interview somebody about a new book. I often interview people, and they you know wrote a book several years ago. Um, they're still relevant books; they don't have to be new. But I'd love to hear it. So you can always email me at pat at patsloan.com. Uh, and send me their their website so that I could take a look and see what their work is like. Now, I want to tell you about another event that happened this year that I was so excited to be part of. Um, I work with the Orifil team, the Orifil Thread Company, which is based in Milan, and they are a um, <clears throat> Orifil USA is a division of Orifil. Uh, Orfil was started over 30 years ago by Angelo Gregati uh, in Italy. And then about, I mean, probably about 11 years ago, <laughs> since it's their 10th anniversary, his daughter, Elena Gregati, uh, went to her dad and proposed a business, a sub-business, that would be just geared towards quilt makers. Threads geared just towards quilt makers, you know, website, everything focused on supporting quilt shops and quilt makers. And so that's when Orfell USA was born, and about the same time is when I met the incredible team and started working with um, Elena and uh Alex Farinelli and the rest of the people. There's, you know, a whole a whole group of them. So Angelo came to the U.S. here with his wife uh, for the party. We had a party uh, for their anniversary party, and he was presented. Or with, with, there was a group of us who made a quilt. Orphil asked us to contribute, and we made a quilt. And I was honored to be the person to present this quilt to Angelo on behalf of the designers that work with the Orifil Thread Company. And so the blocks in the quilt were made by um, myself, uh, Victoria Finley-Wolf, Brigitte Heitland, Wendy Shepard, Jill Finley, Allison Glass, Carolyn Friedlander, Aditha Sitar, Kate Spain, and then Hilary Jordan, who is a designer and also one of the people who works uh, for Orifil. She created and designed a block for, um, for the quilt on behalf of Alex, and it was shaped like a quilt shop since Alex does a lot of talks for quilt shops about Orifil thread. And then another person on the staff at Orifil, Kate Brennan, did the Chicago skyline, which is um, Elena's block for the for the quilt. And then she also did one on for Tula Pink's block. She Kate also then designed this incredibly modern layout. And I loved, I talked to Kate at the party, and she told me that um, she started laying the blocks out because there are not a lot of blocks. And so, you know, and and they're a good size. I think we did 12-inch blocks. And so she wanted to make a a nice size quilt, presentation quilt, but she didn't want it to be just sort of set side by side. She didn't want a traditional setting. So she said, you know, she sort of channeled what is Orifil. Orifil is progressive. They're quality. um, They're lively. They're fun. And so that's what she she used as her basis, and her design is pretty wonderful. 
you'll be able to find the quilt and the um, the layout for the design in an article coming up at the uh, Orfil blog. So that'll be available uh, really soon. Oh, I also forgot to mention the quilt was quilted by Becky Chandler of the Second City Quilts who I believe is in the Chicago area because their offices are, their U.S. offices are in Chicago. The corporate offices are in Milan. It was uh, so enjoyable to be able to see all the industry come out for the party, and we had a really great time, a lot of fun, a little bit of dancing, and uh, we had a DJ who happened to be the son of Elena and Stefano, uh, their boy, um, did, did the DJ work. So that was cool. Well, we're going to take another break here. I'm going to take another break and I'll be right back with a Q&A. Looking for fresh, simple, and fun projects and ideas? Check out the current issue of Quilts and More magazine at your local quilt shop or on newsstands. Join American Patchwork and Quilting on Facebook for daily quilting inspiration, tips, giveaways, and more. Find us at facebook.com backslash APQ Magazine. See our editors share their tips, ideas, and techniques by visiting allpeoplequilt.com and clicking on videos. See what other quilters are up to on the American Patchwork and Quilting page on Facebook. Simply go to Facebook.com and search for APQ Magazine. Welcome back to American Patrick and Quilting's talk show. I'm Pat Sloan, and this is my year-end show. And the last uh, bit here is a Q&A. I, so what I did is I put out an open mic, which isn't really open mic since I'm doing the talking, but I asked for questions, you know, any kind of question. So I've gotten uh, quite a few, and they're still coming in at the time that I'm recording this. Um, so here we go. They're all over the place, and they're very fun. I'm not going to be able to answer them all, but I'm going to keep this list because, you know, I do segments um, quite often through the year uh, where I do Q&A. So one of the, Karen uh, asked me, which I love this question. This is a cool question. Before becoming a designer and living a quilty lifestyle, she gives a nice big wink there, did you do any other crafts? If so, do you still find time for them nowadays? So I, um, I have done probably most crafts that you can think of, like everything. And most of it was I've been self-taught. So, I mean, I did everything from, you know, embroidery to uh, needlepoint to crochet uh, mod podge wreath making uh, basket weaving I did stained glass um, you name it I've I've probably tried it so when I started quilting uh, I don't really do a lot of the other things I consider embroidery part of quilt making so I do uh, embroidery and I do love yarn a lot and I own yarn and I own crochet hooks uh, and someday I will start something again. Occasionally I get a project going, usually something super simple because I really like to quilt and I, if I have downtime, that's what I want to do. I would rather quilt than um, 
you know, go figure out some other project to, to pick up and do because I have tons and tons of things here that I, that I want to make. So the second question, I also love this one a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. It's from Kathy and she said she loves vintage quilts. So do I have a favorite vintage quilt? And so I actually asked Kathy, I said, do you mean one that I own or one that I've seen? Because I've seen thousands and thousands um, via either in person or looking at them on the internet because I really, really love vintage quilts. It's kind of my my inspiration mode uh, is looking at vintage quilts. So she was saying ones that I own. Well, I don't have any quilt makers in my family, really. So there are, you know, none in my family. Uh, we have a few utility quilts from Greg's family. Um, so I don't really have one of my own, but a favorite, my favorite vintage quilt right now, and it, it changes of what's out there that you can take a look at is a quilt that's owned by the Virginia Quilt Museum. It's called the Shenandoah Valley Botanical Album Quilt of 1858. And my heart just sings every time I see it. Uh, and they have a pattern for it, which I might have to own. Uh, it is, uh, <laughs> and they have a whole website because people have sewed along and made the pattern and they're going to have an exhibit of people who have done the pattern. So I will link to the website is svbotanicalquilt.blogspot.com, which is the website for the quilt itself. This quilt has its own website. Um, the quilt was made by Esther Blair Matthews, um, and the exhibit that they'll have in May through September of 2018 is called Beyond the Valley. So I would definitely be going to Beyond the Valley. And they have a picture on their website of Esther's family that's still, you know, her the family that's living now, um, there with the quilt. It's just fun and lively. So that is my favorite antique quilt of the moment. Cindy G. Uh, asks me... How do you decide? There's actually two fabric questions from Cindy D. G. and from Sheila. How do you decide on which fabric choices to use when you start a quilt? Is from Cindy. And Sheila's is pretty, pretty much the same thing with all the fabric you have available when you plan a, a project. How do you not get overwhelmed by which fabrics to use? Uh, short of pulling every piece out and pinning it up and throwing darts at it. <laughs> she says she makes a real mess of choosing fabric. I actually, I don't have trouble choosing fabric. What I, I work a lot with fabric and if I see a piece of fabric I like, I tend to make groupings. I talk about this a lot, um, where I make groups of fabric that I will sort of pile it up together and I think these work together, these look great together and then eventually I, I need to make a quilt for something and they're the fabric that I use. If I'm just start starting cold, like let's say you told me I needed, well, I think I have to make a quilt for my, I have to, I want to make a quilt for my brother and sister-in-law. Well, I asked her for her colors and then now I know what her colors are. I know what her style is. Uh, and I have fabrics that I'm thinking about and I have to pick a design, but you know, the fabric part, I just, I just don't, you know, I think if you want a suggestion is that if you have a pattern as I, I'm assuming you have a design you want to make, but you don't know what fabric to use. Why don't you just reverse that? Why don't you start with your fabric? Look at your fabric and see, like, I love this fabric. I want to sew it up into something. Well, what works for it? You know, try going the reverse and see how that does it for you. 
So this this one's a cute question. I'm not really sure how to answer it, but I'm going to give it a stab. This is from Kathy S. She says, what tickles your funny bone? What makes you laugh every time? Well, I probably probably thinking about it. No, I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a very interesting question. But pretty much what makes me laugh is hanging out with my friends. My fr- I have some very funny friends, very creative friends. This is, you know, they're much different than me, which I love. I love hanging out with people who inspire me that are different than me because that brings an element of, you know, change and excitement into hanging out with them. So I have some very funny friends and they tell lots of funny stories. Um, generally things that have happened to them. So, uh, they are the ones that, um, I can almost be guaranteed anytime we're all together that I will laugh and I will laugh long and hard, uh, when they tell their stories. Let's see what else is on here. Uh, Terry Y. Terry asks me, how do I design my quilts? Do you use software? Um, yes, it's practically impossible as a business person to design without using software. Um, it, it, it would be impossible to do things in a timely manner anymore. Uh, plus, it's way easier to design in software than to design with paper and pencil and all that. And I need to have it in the software so that I can create patterns or send things to my publishers, you know, to, to be published. So I use some, um, uh, sort of, uh, graphics packages that are designed for industry. They're not, uh, quilt packages because I do a lot of applique and I have to have the freedom to design. I draw with a, Wacom tablet and a pen and I actually use that a lot instead of a mouse so it's just how I work it's like writing I just write on on the tablet uh, instead of you know using a mouse to do things so the mouse is just kind of I actually mouse left-handed even though I'm right-handed because the mouse is just to navigate it's just a navigation tool and then I type really fast because I've typed forever uh so that's kind of how I work. It's a little odd, uh, but it, it, uh, we all develop our own sort of way to do things. And that's, that's one of mine. Here's another question that, um, June M asked me, and then I had to clarify, but she says, show us your oldest piece of fabric in your stash. Well, you know, I can't show you on the podcast, but I can tell you. She says, well, describe it. Okay, so I can tell you because uh, you can go and see my uh, article on my first first quilt. You know, I wrote a whole article about the very first quilt I ever made. And I actually have a piece of the navy fabric still from that quilt in a bag somewhere. I have some of the pieces that were left over. So, uh, I've kept that. Other than that, I don't keep a lot of older fabric. I have a small home. I run a very busy business. Everything comes in and out and I just can't use older stuff because if I do, then you write me and you ask me, where can you get it? And I can't answer that because it's old and then you get annoyed with me. So that's basically how it works. You know, designers tend to, unless you're doing very scrappy quilts where it doesn't really 
people aren't looking for a specific piece of fabric that they see in your quilt, or they might be, but you know, generally they aren't because it's scrappy. If you're doing things that are much, much less scrappy, then um, we tend to use new, newer fabrics. Okay, so let's see. What's one more on here? This is a this is a, on the personal side because I told people so you can ask me whatever you want. Uh, so Sheila M said, um, "What's the story behind my beautiful blue stone wedding ring? It's not traditional, but it's oh so gorgeous." Uh, Thank you for noticing. I love it too. Yeah, this is what I call my upgrade wedding ring. You know, like when you're very, very young and you get married and you buy a house at the same time. Buying a house and being very young means that all the money went towards the house. So we had very basic wedding rings. And uh, years later, I decided that I wanted something um, more interesting. And so it's a blue topaz and opals and diamonds. Uh, and that's my wedding ring. And it's sort of big and chunky, which I like big and chunky jewelry. So that's kind of where that comes from. Okay, one more. All right, so this will be a boring answer, I know, but I'm going to answer it anyways. Uh, Judith C. asks me, how do I unwind? Uh, some, some people who know me say I don't. But uh, basically, I like to quilt. I mean, I like to quilt for fun, not for work. Something that doesn't have a deadline. So I have projects that kind of take a long time to finish because they're things that I do um, just to unwind, to have fun. Well, this has been a great 2017, and I am looking forward to 2018. I have guests lined up for weeks and weeks and now, and it's going to be... Super fun. Uh, if you have a guest idea, please send it to me. Uh, visit me on Facebook at My Quilt Along with Pat Sloan. Visit American Patrick and Quilting, uh, their website, and, and check out their UFO um, group. They're, that's a, it's a really inspirational. And I'll put all the links. And we will see you in a few weeks with a brand new show in January. This is Pat Sloan. Bye-bye. Remember to visit allpeoplequilt.com for more information on topics from today's show, as well as how-to videos, free printable patterns, and additional tips and techniques. Thanks for listening to American Patchwork and Quilting Radio.